Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Hello and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. This is your host, Tim Birch. And this past summer, I had a chance to to visit Hexagon, uh, the I'm going to say the world famous. Uh, it, at this point, it's the U.S. based conference that uh, that Hexagon slash Leica puts on every year in Vegas. Um, this year was kind of nice because it was back after a couple year absence for uh, that dreaded covid let's not i'm getting so tired of even hearing that name to be honest with you but uh gotta think it's somewhat over but today we want to talk about something i came across there uh during the vegas show and it was an interesting piece of software slash you know really kind of a different way of looking at running a surveying business and uh the company's called compass compass with a k and uh our so my guest today is one of the founders of Compass, um, Kai. I want you to I want you to to pronounce your last name so I don't butcher it. I'm I'm bad at butchering names sometimes. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, yeah. Last name is Dubert. Dubert. German. Okay. German name. Yeah. German. Okay. Very good. Well, you know, like I said, I it was it was fascinating to go through all of this technology through this <clears throat> this conference and come across what what you've put together as really uh it's it to me it's a, it's a, it's a revolutionary way for a surveying business geospatial business to really jump into the business side of things and not just you know not just buy and not to bash any you know the, the quickbooks or any of these other uh software packages but they're really not built for what we do so i i guess let's let's start here how did how did compass come about can you tell us a little bit about your background and how this all evolved into Compass. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm originally from Germany. I'm a, a second generation surveyor myself. Uh, my father had a surveying company, so uh, I started very early on um, holding leveling staffs and uh, setting up tripods. I then studied surveying in uh, at the university in Munich in Germany, and um, after that, I worked internationally for aerial survey companies first and photogrammetric companies. And in the end, I've, I worked for an engineering surveying company um, called Murphy Geospatial, or Murphy Service at the time in the UK. Um, I, I um, yeah, I was, I was always very, um, very interested in surveying and uh, want to, to bring the profession um, forward as well, particularly in, in, the, in the UK. And, I, I joined Murphy Geospatial as a, a general manager and then later on was managing director and, or slash CEO there and got an MBA as well. So on the on the management um, side of things. And during during that time, we we were we weren't too big yet. We were around um, nine people in, in the UK and maybe maybe 30 people in, in Ireland. And we grew to one of the biggest companies in Europe 
And uh, that we, we believe that was only possible because during that time we developed a system to manage our business. So this is the whole sales operations, timesheets and finance and so on. It's all integrated and it's specifically for geospatial companies. Um, so also not for, for those large companies um, that might be able to use SAP or something something very right, big exactly. or or something like that. It's really focused on serving companies up to, let's say, 250 employees and um, makes managing their business and their workflows very straightforward, very intuitive and very easy. Um, and all all the lessons learned that we had during during those years, uh, growing um, the the company, all those lessons learned fl uh, flowed into into the software. And um, yeah, like two about two years ago, we we decided that after a, a market study we did that there's nothing comparable on the market. Um, it's it really it's it, it, all there. There are many many um, packages for managing a business, but for the type of business that serving businesses are, there wasn't really, really anything on the market. So we decided to go to the market and um, we haven't um, we, we haven't done that much sales or marketing yet, which is why we are probably not as well known yet, but we have already around 400 users in the US and um, we've, yeah, we went to Hexagon Live well, we had very good interest also from Hexagon itself, who see a, a gap in the market for, for a system like that and really helping businesses to, to manage, uh, yeah, serving business to manage uh, all the, the different aspects of a business, everything integrated as well. Well, and I guess that's where I want to start with, because, you know, that that's something that, you know, we've, we've started talking about, and I think we've really I've started having some more honest conversations in our profession in the U S and I got to believe this is, this is still a, a, a situation worldwide is that the surveying profession, at, at least in the U S and that's where I'll, I'll base my, my opinions, my, my observations is that we are a, a wonderful profession of very, very uh, competent, very, I mean, well, you know, it's somewhat well-educated surveyors. But yeah. so many of these surveyors, and especially the ones that have branched out on their own, that 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 maybe don't have that that business background, yeah. are jumping into their own businesses because they're good surveyors, but yet yeah. they don't they don't provide themselves with the tools to run a, a manageable business, and yeah. I think that's part of the problem. And it sounds like you've and with your background, um, uh, kudos on the MBA that the fact that you've looked at this and you're you've developed a package to really help the surveyor become a better business person yes absolutely like we well we we all know how how it works like you're you're a good surveyor and you're ambitious and you you maybe want to to do your own company and this is this is all still okay when you're relatively small you know all your projects know all your clients know all your staff everything everything is it's still stressful, and um, obviously <laughs> you have a lot of challenges yes. there. But in terms of managing the business, that's still still um, okay, I would say. But then you you grow and you want to grow, and you you employ more people, and we've seen it quite a lot. Like once you hit the like the twenty, thirty, forty mark, you start establishing departments. You 
distribute responsibilities between different people. And you really, you're not so much in, in the technical side of serving anymore, much more on the business side and managing it. And it's no, no surprise that as a, as a surveyor, like we, we don't necessarily have the business management skills because we're, we're surveyors, you know, like we're, we're really focusing on that. And this is, this is where, where we believe Compass comes in and, and really helps companies, particularly forward-looking companies like Murphy Geospatial was as well 10 years ago. They were at the 30, 40 mark and said, we need to put something in place uh, to really help us grow. And to have these business skills is just crucial for the growth because otherwise you, you lose efficiencies, you lo lose profitability naturally, and your staff gets frustrated with the systems. We all know how difficult it is um, everywhere to recruit staff at the moment. And it's, it, it is a big advantage if, you're, if your business is, is well run and to be able to deal with those Friday afternoon calls of, of clients saying, you can't actually come on Monday. <laughs> um, and you need, to, you need to react very quickly and reorganize your schedule and your your crews need to know where where they're going. So this is really, um, yeah, we we see this all the time. And um, for for companies that want to grow, yeah, naturally we we believe that Compass is a is a perfect perfect tool for them to okay. do that. Okay. Well, I tell you what, before building up into into make into really creating the software and and with your involvement in Murphy geospatial. And as you, like you said, as you grew and got to the point where you're adding more staff, expanding departments, delegating all these things, I, I guess coming and really coming from also now your business background, what, what do you feel are some of the metrics that really need to be focused upon in running a successful business? I mean, I mean, yes, you start, you, you stressed on scheduling a little bit. Um, I mean, yeah, what are some of the things that that you were, were looking for in building this software that really are the important factors and these important metrics that need to be be followed and and, and studied to be yeah. able to, to successfully run a, a good business? Yeah, well, there, there are a few we, we could really pick, but um, in, in general, it's just understanding where your business is at the moment, where your projects are at the moment. Um, so uh, for having business insights, how, how many orders have come in in the last month that we that we can still that we still need to work work off? How many invoices have we have we sent? How many hours have we worked and things like that? And a key part here is that it's all integrated, so it's flowing together. Um, many companies, there are many tools out there. Many companies use many different tools. They have a timesheet tool, they have Excel naturally, they have accounting, they have uh, Trello um, and, and things like that, but they don't speak to each other. So somebody puts the hours in the, in the timesheet system, it doesn't automatically update everything else and you, you lose the risk also to, to forget invoicing for, for hours that you've worked in the field because you just don't have that um, yeah, that that information and that insight, and it it all really boils down to in the end to uh, into information and communication, like people people knowing 
where where they need to go, what equipment they should take to site. Where where is our equipment at the moment? Where's the laser scanner we um, that we need for the project next week? And and things like that, hand over from sales to operations. Like how often that goes that goes wrong if that is not done correctly. And yeah, all all these things um, are are part of what we believed at Murphy's. We need we need that information and need to make it easy to to get the the information and the communication flowing between people. Exactly. Well, and that's something that I think, and I'll be honest, the I you know I've just recently come out of basically private industry, and that's something that I think the whole industry struggles with is that. Well, at least in the United States, through the, the recession of 2008 to 2011, we lost a lot of staff. And so we've kind of built up. And even coming into the pandemic, we were on a pretty good roll. But yet we were seeing that staff shortage. And I think that's something that a lot of companies, unfortunately, don't do well, is we've got all this work coming in. We've got really a limited amount of staff. And at the risk of saying no to a project, they take it on and they don't really measure what they have for for manpower, for equipment, yeah. for timelines, for what it's going to take to deliver all of these promises. And yeah. I think that's that's part that's part of where I think a, a good piece of software managing all these things comes into play. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. And and to be able to see, oh, we're, we we have loads of work uh, for the um, subsurface. Um, surveying, uh, or we 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 need we need more UAV work or something like that, you know, right. um, because we have a UAV but we're not using it enough. Things like that, utilization rates and so on, and it it really it really helps you create your strategy and and getting yeah doing the right decisions really, and not just being overwhelmed because. We're in an industry where you also have many fast-moving projects, and uh, you you have many clients, and a lot a lot can come in. And if you have staff shortage, you'll have even more projects coming in. And it's yeah, it it's very important to have a good view of your of your business and be able to react quickly to changing situations and to uh, yeah to just be be set up in a way and what, what I mentioned about about the staff we've we've had it before um, that we had people join us from other companies because they said they can't deal with the with the issues they have at the other companies every like they only find out on on Monday morning where they are going and it's like the other end of the of the <laughs> uh, the state or something like that. You know, and all, all these things are improved with a good with a good business management system. Oh, exactly. And, and you know, this that even get you know, and without going off on a tangent on that, and I think that's gonna be a part of a problem with employees going forward is having those good communication skills and a good business uh a, a good business layout because you're right, employees want to be want to be uh, informed. They want they want that little bit they want that consideration of where they're gonna be. Monday morning, you know, coming Friday, Friday night or what have you. Um, and I think better organization for a business is obviously very, very critical. And if a business doesn't have that, it's going to have trouble retaining employees. And I think you, I think you've hit on something very critical there. Um, and I guess it's something else I'd, I, I guess I'm curious to hear. And I, I'm, I think this would be part of the, the, the analysis that can be done within 
uh, with within Compass is, uh, let's be honest, some clients are better than others. Some projects are more profitable than others. Um, there's And unfortunately, I think that's part of the profession, at least in the United States, is you kind of want to be everything to everybody. But there are times when you should say no to a particular project, a particular client. And I think it sounds like the software is going to help you really analyze how well you're doing on some of these projects. Yes, absolutely. And uh, it, it reminds me like we've, we had issues, for example, in the UK, that if you, if you don't have a signed contract or you don't have a purchase order, clients would be happy for, <laughs> for you to do the work. But when it comes to invoicing, suddenly they say, oh, wait a minute. Like, where, where is your contract and purchase order and all this? <laughs> and that's what we built into, into the system that you have, for example, a flag. A project has, has had the go-ahead, so it's starting, but we don't have a contract yet. So somebody, um, like, for example, on the, on the finance side or so, goes through the projects list and sees those flags coming up and says, we need to get this contract. Because if we, if we finish the project, have delivered it, we need to be able to, um, yeah, to get paid as quickly as possible. And like you said, some clients are better than others. Exactly the same thing. Like you, you can put, um, you can classify clients. So you have, for example, you have some clients that are where, where we have a caution tag on, you know, who are, who are just difficult to deal with. Like they, they're not always um, the best clients and others are key accounts. So you know you have an inquiry coming in from them, and you know immediately these are key key clients that we want to to keep happy. And uh, finally, what you said about analysis of the projects, yeah, because all all the data is flowing together in Compass. You can really do a lot of analysis of what's going well, which departments did well on the project. Um, you could even drill it down to to people being within the the quoted hours. And this all sounds like it's very difficult to put into the system, but it's not. Like a, a key part here is that the system is is easy to use. Naturally, if you put quotes together, you have some a little bit of uh, complexity in there, but it's not like one of these accounting um, softwares where you first need to have uh, several months training before uh, your project managers or your, your sales guys can put a, a proposal together. It's it's very straightforward, very very quick to get onto the system. The whole onboarding we help a lot with that, um, and like me with my background in in surveying, and we have um, our customer success manager who's also a surveyor, also with an MBA, um, who who also really we work closely with clients, helping them and advising them as well. Because often when they when they introduce Compass, they see, oh yeah, we need to need to have, um, let's say for example, one department manager who has the responsibility and and things like that. Right. Well, and it's something I want to go I want to go back on a little bit and really based upon your experience, um, because I said I I like the, I like the fact that yes, you're a surveyor, second generation. Kudos, yay! Shout out to fellow <laughs> second generationers. Um, yeah. But it's also the fact that you know, you, you did take a, an, another path to add the MBA, to add that business component, because that's something you recognized in running a good, successful business. Um, as much as it would be nice to let's let's 
install compass. Let's get it going. That's, you know, for any surveyor now all of a sudden is makes, makes them a better business person. But in addition to that, what would, what, from your perspective, what should a, a good competent surveyor really look for in developing more skills about understanding the business? I mean, I mean, it could be, you know, tracking project tracking or project analysis being kind of backlog analysis i mean what are some key things that you think that that the software does help you learn help you deal with but really a person should know and not just think i'm going to push a button on software and it's going to fix everything yeah yeah no well there there are a couple of things that are, are very useful as you as you move up in the company and maybe you, you become project manager and then maybe late, later on the manager. It's important to remember that management is, is not surveying. Like there are, different, there are different skill sets you need there. So you, you really, um, you don't need to do an MBA or something like that to, to get those skill sets, but to get a bit of a better understanding of, of the financial side, for example. Um, I always, I always like to, um, uh, to talk a little bit about the the, the financial profession um, that's coming into the business, and they have their own language, and it is it is very important, in my opinion, that you understand what what gross margins are and and things like that. You don't exactly. need to be an expert in it, but you need to know what um, the work in progress is and and stuff like that. To just have a better understanding of, about, and that's on the financial side, and then obviously on the uh, managing people and leadership side. Like you can do, you can do lots of courses, and I would really recommend also to companies. I would recommend, and we did it as well, that you provide that to your staff, to your managers or aspiring managers, that you have internal training. You bring somebody in because it will make your business better. And they, they will really understand it better, how to manage projects, how to record time, how to do the invoicing correctly and, and things like that. Sure. Well, no, that's exactly it. And I think you've hit on something that I think there's a lot of lot of surveyors that don't understand what an employee costs per hour, what that piece, what that laser scanner or that robot or that GNSS receiver costs amortized over time, what that what that costs for a job. You know, and there again, what what that job is actually worth as well. I mean, that's a whole other issue as well. Um, yeah. I, I guess uh, let's jump back. Let's jump into Compass for a second. So let's say I've got a company of twenty to thirty people. Uh, what kind of what kind of a tip typical time timeline do you feel like it takes to really get a a, a, a small to medium sized company? get the software in engaged, get it installed and really do, do some training and really get somebody up and running. I mean, because like you said, it's not nearly as complex as an SAP or some of these other big packages because it is a little more intuitive. What's your typical turnaround for, for getting somebody really kind of up to speed on this? Yeah. So the, it, it really depends a lot on how much legacy data they want to bring into the system. Um, if if they want to to start from scratch, which I have to admit, nobody wanted that so far, <laughs> then you can start <laughs> in a few days. Like no, no issue at all. Like we can set it up and it's it's all running. And training is very quick. Surveyor training, um, like we we normally recommend, um, like half an hour or something like that. And it can even it can even be 
uh, or is often recorded so that people can watch it. It's very straightforward. And manager trainings normally an hour. And then they know how to use the system. There might not be total experts in it. But let's say we have a company that's been running for a few years. They have, um, I don't know, a few thousand um, clients, few hundred, few thousand clients and, and projects and so on. Um, in general, we, we say around maybe four weeks is, is realistic. And this really depends a lot on just getting the data. And we help a lot with getting any data companies have and then massaging that in the right way to bring it into Compass as quickly as possible and get people up and running as quickly as possible. So that that is a, a, a pretty good timeline yes. for somebody who wants to bring in existing existing data. Because I got to be honest with you, that's, I think that's the part that's so daunting to a lot of people when they start looking at some of these software packages. I mean, let's just say it, AutoCAD, Bentley. I mean, a lot of these things, wait, well, just... So much, so many times when we're talking software, we're thinking, oh, there's going to be so much of a time commitment, so much of a learning curve. And uh, really, you, you know, that's one thing people don't have right now is the time to do that. And yeah. so, yeah, it's nice to be able to, it's quick. It's it's reasonably quick, like you said, depending on what kind of legacy data. Now, and, and so people also understand all employees touch this because it's going from timesheets to to. To, to the yeah. to the boss, so everybody's yeah. touching this in one in one way, shape, or form, because you're all providing data, whether it's t whether it's hours worked or what have you. It, everybody's involved. Yeah, yeah, no, it 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 really is, and um, yeah, with with the onboarding, we really do everything we can to make it as pain as painless as possible for companies to to get on board and some some even start with just like a department for example so that they don't start with the whole whole thing but like you say everybody and it's a core principle of of compass that you distribute the the responsibilities better so the the surveyors are inputting the timesheets you don't have like we have some companies where um, somebody else uh, from the administration or something like that, they they input the, the timesheets into normally an accounting system or something like that. Um, no, the, the surveys themselves do it, and it's very easy for them to do it. The the, uh, the project managers themselves, you have respons respons one responsible project manager for a project, um, and that can just be like a senior survey or something. You don't need to... Um, nominate full project managers, but they will say this is eighty percent finished, or we've we've worked um, we've worked uh, twenty five hours on this in in July, and then this is handed over to to somebody who does the invoicing. This can all be um, the same person for for different types, but it really makes it. It, it takes the weight of many, many shoulders and we, or distributes, sorry, distributes the weight on many shoulders. Um, while we've seen many companies where, where, for example, the accounts uh, department was doing a lot of this work. They would do, they, they would run from, from manager to manager to get the, the numbers and do all the invoice. And it really is, uh, it makes it much more straightforward. Very good. Well, what I like about it is, yes, you're right. There's so so many places we, we've got our crews filling out timesheets and turning them in and somebody else is doing the input. I I like the I like it from the aspect it really makes it feel like 
everybody's part of the system and they're not just they're not just punching a time card and and turning it in, you know, they're, they're accountable for what they're, what they're putting in. And it, 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 and it provides some, some accountability at every, every step of the way, which I think is fantastic. And I think it really, it, 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 to me, it creates a little more, more team structure as well. And so I I really, I really like that. So if, if, uh, if a listener here wants to know more about compass, the compass package, uh, the software package, where can they go to? Where 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 can we find you? Yeah, so our, our website is on compassbms.com. So compass with a K, BMS, the uh, the letters. And um, we'll also be now at uh, Trimble Dimensions. So if anybody is there in November, come, come by. We have a, a booth there and talk to me. But you can also send a, an email directly to me. So that's just... Uh, Kai K A I at compassbms.com and I'll, I'll very gladly uh, show you a demo of the system and discuss how how it could work for you. We'll go ahead and post all that in the show notes as well. Don't worry. So if you, you have we, we we'll make sure that everybody gets to that. Before I let you go, I, I do at, because you're a surveyor. I've got I've I've I asked this really of of all of the guests. Uh, how does the future of surveying look to you? And I I. I want to say it it probably looks somewhat strong because you're putting a lot of effort into a great piece of software to make other surveyors better. But from your perspective, how does the future of surveying look? Yeah, well, I I think it's extremely bright. I think the the, the future is, is amazing. Um, we have such such technological um, progress that's coming in. So data acquisition has become easy and um, in quotation marks but it it, it really it, the data or the, that we're creating is enormous and people um, with geospatial knowledge are still still a shortage um worldwide not just in, in our our profession and so on so um the, the data we're creating is massive and this will be key in my in my opinion um, working with the data, um, having the whole 3D and um, uh, aspect in it, and obviously BIM came into into all this uh, as well. I think it's it's so fascinating for new surveys to come into the market and uh, to to work with all these really uh, interesting technologies and work on the data and the, the variety of the surveying profession is just mind-boggling what you what you can do it's i always i always feel that we are we are underselling ourselves because the the potential of of surveying and what you can do in the industry is so massive and maybe that's the problem that there's just so so much that people can do and it's all very fascinating and uh yeah i'm i'm still a, a like very very optimistic about about the sector Oof. it's yeah it's a great profession to be in i i completely agree i echo all of those comments because i i do i feel like we're we're really kind of on the even on the edge of something even getting bigger coming out of the pandemic yeah. and i think we've got some opportunities and i think with like you said, the advancement of the technology, and as long as people like yourself are putting together even better tools for making us a better profession through our better business, I think that's very, very important. So 
Uh, I'm glad I'm glad we, we ran into each other at Hexcon. I'm looking forward <laughs> yeah. to running into you at Dimensions. Um, and we'll uh, we'll 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 check in on progress on things. So but uh, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, we're... thank you. Thank you for having me. It was really great talking to you. All right. Well, that'll wrap it for this week on Surveyor Says. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, please uh, hit that like button and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says podcast brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor. Surveyor.